Hey, welcome to the Resilient Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, head coach and owner of East Coast Strength out in Pawtucket, Connecticut. And this is episode 20. Hard to believe that we have so far gone through 20 episodes. Um, I really hope that you have enjoyed the episodes and the information so far, if you've been keeping up with us, because I certainly have enjoyed giving the information and talking here on the podcast. You know, if you know me in person, you know that I'm an introvert at heart and I'm not a very talkative person, but you get me talking about this kind of stuff and, you know, I could really talk for days. I also really love to be able to give this kind of information to people. Uh, I've said it before that I know that there are coaches out there and fitness professionals who would have somewhat of an issue with this kind of information just being given out to the general public like it is, but I truly believe that knowledge is power. And I always say that I want to help people to become a little bit more autonomous in terms of being able to fully understand, you know, how different things might affect your training and the adaptions that you're looking for and how to be able to reach those goals in the best way, efficient, uh, best way that you can possibly reach those goals. And that includes knowing when something might or might not work for you or how to adapt it according to you know, lifestyle priorities and everything. So I do like to be able to talk about this stuff, give that information to you guys so you can be able to attack your training in the gym as well as just knowing how to, you know, live outside of the gym that's best going to affect your training and make it, you know, better inside the training. So today we are going to talk about concurrent training and specifically if aerobic exercise will reduce strength training because if you've listened to the podcast episodes you know in the past as well as you know possibly follow east coast strength on social media you'll see that we are an old school strength and conditioning type gym so we do powerlifting olympic weightlifting strongman old school kind of stuff lift weights lift heavy weights we're not a crossfit gym we're not a health and fitness gym we're not looking to you know just lose weight, that kind of stuff. Although we do talk about other areas of fitness that do include dieting. You know, we've had episodes about chronic dieting, the ketogenic diet, because, you know, all those kind of things in terms of your nutrition do have an effect upon strength training. And if you listen to the ketogenic episode, I did talk about how that might affect somebody who is in strength training. So today we're going to talk about how cardiovascular fitness might improve or even reduce the strength training adaptions that you're looking to get in the gym if you're you know in the sport of powerlifting olympic weightlifting or strongman or any other kind of strength sport so concurrent training is a combination of strength training and endurance training within the same program and it is often debated and i don't think that we will ever get to a point that it won't be debated you know, for years, I actually followed on the side of being completely and totally against aerobic training as a strength training individual. And I have to say that a lot of my adversity to aerobic training just was because I really hate aerobic training, you know, and like most people who just love to lift weights, we all just don't like to do aerobic training. We don't like to go for a run. We don't like to row. We don't like to bike. We don't like to do any of that stuff. We just want to lift heavy shit, right? 
So I was very, very much against it. You know, I fell for any of the, you know, headlines and articles that said, you're going to lose all your gains if you start to run or if you do any kind of aerobic training. You know, I fell for all that kind of stuff. But, you know, then as a coach, as I started to really delve into the science and get more into, you know, what the principles actually say about what our body can do, I started to learn a little bit more that as much as I hate aerobic training, it actually does have some benefits to it. So strength training individuals like powerlifters, Olympic weightlifters, and strongmen usually won't include any type of cardiorespiratory fitness, you know, because of those potential ramifications that are commonly talked about. And, you know, like I said, I will admit that years ago I was in that same boat and I didn't want to do it. But this, uh, you know, is all not to say that cardiovascular training cannot have negative effects. It certainly can, but there is research to show that strength reductions um, as a result of cardiovascular training are not quite what people claim them to be. And there can actually be many, many improvements that we can get from including aerobic training within our strength training program. So we're doing that concurrent training. So there have been studies to show that reductions in aerobic capacity, you know, running economy and perceived exertion as a result of strength training can also occur. So, you know, depending upon what your priority is in your training, if you are mainly a strength person, then like me, you probably don't like to do aerobic training. And you do note that there can be some reductions in your strength training adaptions. Well, the same can be said about endurance. You know, an endurance person who might be lifting heavy, hard, slow, whatever, there might be reasons that it could possibly reduce their aerobic adaptions. So we do want to keep in mind that, yeah, although we're going to talk about the benefits, there are some, you know, negative consequences of doing that. So it's important to realize that, yeah, although these can affect each other, you know, the same is in the game of fitness in general, right? Where we can say that lifting really super heavy weight, that's just like a grind. Like if you're lifting 90% or more of your one rep max, say for a deadlift, that is a slow grind, right? You are pulling that up to your hip slowly, more slowly than if you were to lift, say, 50% of your one rep max, right? So lifting heavy, slow type strength exercises can also have a negative effect on power, speed, and velocity. So if we're looking at somebody who performs some sort of sport, even if we're looking at field-based sports like football, soccer, where that person has to be like really quick and powerful and fast, then that kind of training can have reductions on what their goal is. So just to say that the same can be said of everything. There is a good and a bad, and we have to take each of those into consideration to understand what our priority is and how we can account for that priority and program according to that priority, right? So aerobic training may improve areas in strength training like recovery and training adaption. Additionally, strength training may improve areas of endurance training, you know, especially if we're talking about running economy, uh, motor unit recruitment, activity, muscle force development. So they can both have a lot of 
great uh, impacts upon each other. So they don't just have those negative impacts, but they also have very positive ones. And in terms of you know looking at how aerobic fitness can help with our strength training, we see that you know, recovery and training adaption can really help us inside the gym. And we're gonna look at that. So for the most part in the strength training world, we're looking at a singular priority, right? We want to get stronger for that particular sport and reason. If we're looking at powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, or strongman, something like that. There are, of course, those who participate in strength training and it, their sport is mostly concurrent because their sport involves both, you know? We might be looking at CrossFit or even field-based sports like we talked about earlier, football, soccer, baseball. You know, those people would need more aerobic exercise. So they're looking at a highly concurrent training program where there are a lot of variables included. But today we want to specifically address aerobic training for strength-based sports. You know, like I said, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, strongman, that kind of stuff. So first off, why would somebody want to include aerobic training when their priority is strength? Well, for one, resistance training will improve the size and strength of skeletal muscle, but it won't improve the size and strength of your cardiovascular muscle. That's your heart muscle. So your heart is a muscle, but strength training, resistance training with weights will not have any kind of impact on the strength and the size of the vasculature muscle. Only aerobic training can do that. And with aerobic training are improvements in that cardiovascular fitness. And we're talking about like re reducing the risk for cardiovascular disease because you're specifically strengthening the heart. So aerobic training can also improve mitochondrial size and quantity. And the mitochondria is uh, what I would say is the king of all cells in that it affects the health and the function of several areas in your body, including your brain. So increased mitochondria improves you know, overall health, cognitive function. It reduces the risk for metabolic diseases like diabetes and cardiovascular disease. And it has a link to brain-derived nootropic factor, which has been linked with continued cognitive health and decreased you know, risks for any kind of you know, degenerative neurological health, you know, like dementia, Alzheimer's, those kind of things. So besides health, aerobic training can really improve recovery. So that's talking about your recovery as a strength training, you know, individual. We're not talking about just the recovery within a single session, but even within session recovery. So within that session between sets, where we can last longer and we can better handle longer workouts. You know, we can recover better between sets and we can handle more total volume within each of our workouts. So as we train more and we transition from being, you know, novice beginner lifters to, you know, more intermediate advanced lifters, we naturally need to increase the amount of work that we do in order to get better because otherwise we're just going to kind of stagnate. So there have been studies to show that the frequency of training, you know, a beginner might be able to get away with lifting weights or exercising whatever two days a week. They're going to make adaptions pretty quick. You know, we're always talking about the beginner gains, right? Whereas once you get to be a little bit more experienced, you know, a year or two, 
you get to see that, okay, two days a week isn't enough. You might need like three days a week, four days a week, you know, something like that. So that's a lot of extra work in addition to, you know, everything else that you're going to be doing. So aerobic exercise can really help us to endure that increase in total volume, as well as to recover between those sessions. So if concurrent training, you know, in terms of aerobic and strength training are utilized within a whole program, then there are so many factors that we have to consider in order to include that within our strength training. So think about it. If you're strength training four days a week and now you're considering fitting in aerobic training within that, you know, how are you going to fit it in? What type of training are you going to do? When are you going to do it? Are you going to do it exactly right after or maybe before your strength training? Are you going to do a double day, AM and PM session? So there are a lot of factors, you know, in terms of training sequence, frequency, intensity, recovery time. Those are all really important factors affecting any kind of positive results that we're looking for from either one of those, as well as reducing any kind of risk of overtraining because we're throwing strength training in there, plus we're throwing aerobic training in there. So that's just a whole lot of shit, right? So training frequency is the number of times an exercise or a modality is performed in a week. So how many days do you do strength work and how many days do you do aerobic? It can also be narrowed down even further to mean how many times you do a particular exercise. You know, how many times do you squat per week? So when considering training frequency, the individual's goal, your goal needs to be prioritized. If you work out five days a week, then maybe strength training will be four days a week, while aerobic training is two days a week. But because we talked about being five days a week, we already have strength training four days a week. We're putting in aerobic two times. Well, that means that one day is strictly aerobic, while the other day is maybe a double day with strength training in the AM and aerobic training in the PM. And we're going to talk about why we're separating those two. And that brings us in terms of why we're doing strength training in the AM and why we're doing aerobic training in the PM to training order. So just like frequency, the goal is what you want to prioritize. If you are a strength training individual, you participate in, you know, those three sports that I mentioned or any kind of other strength training, you know, a sport, then that is your priority. And that's why you would want to put strength training in the AM followed by aerobic training in the PM because you want to prioritize what your goal is first if you're doing a double day. So if an individual's goal instead is to do endurance or aerobic performance, then you would do your endurance training before strength training to mitigate any kind of reductions that you might experience within aerobic performance. So we can see how we want to prioritize at all costs what our goal is and then order the frequency accordingly. So training order is especially important when we're considering the sequence of training in terms of you know time period. So if we're looking at less than 24 hours, we really need to consider how we order our strength training and how we order our aerobic training. So in my double day example, I mentioned strength training in the AM followed by aerobic training in the PM. So that could be anywhere depending upon who you are, what time you wake up, 
what your job is, how long you work, what day of the week it is, if it's you know a day that you happen to have off, whatever. It could be anywhere from six to 10 hours, right? But the less amount of time that you have to recover between exercises, you know, even different modalities like strength training and aerobic training, the more fatigue you will accumulate. And when you accumulate more fatigue, you reduce not only the adaptions that you make in the PM work, but you also reduce the adaptions that you already experienced in the AM work. So years ago, I did double days two times a week. And I was working out a total of seven to nine times a week. You know, I was going to do uh, you know, a lot of work, including strength training and aerobic training into my program, while also trying to peak for a competition. I did a lot of shit. But the amount of work that I was doing was significantly limiting any kind of adaptions that I could have gotten from anything, while also increasing fatigue, which reduced my recovery, and that led to overtraining and some limiting factors, including a cracked rib. So as much as we want to train as much as possible, because we love it in the gym, we love doing what we're doing, you know, recovery is one of the most important considerations that we have to include within our workouts. You know, without recovery periods between workouts or rest periods between sets, a deload, tapering weeks before a competition, Without any of that, we don't give our body the opportunity to repair and to actually build those adaptions because that, that is when we build those adaptions, not when we're just breaking ourselves down like hammering a nail into a board. We're not just hammering those adaptions into our body, but that rest and recovery you know, is where we get to experience those adaptions. So while strength training and aerobic training may appear to be at completely different ends, they can actually hinder one another if they're performed too close together. So again, like I said earlier, we're talking about sports with one or the other as a priority. We're not talking about performing CrossFit WOD, which has you know, something like running and snatches or something like that. This is strictly in reference to somebody who is doing strength training as a sport and they're looking to improve that adaption, which is strength, right? So it's important to consider that training frequency, training order, which is you know strength before aerobic or vice versa, and the amount of recovery between modalities really need to be considered and strategically implemented within a program. A really awesome meta-analysis uh, by Wilson, Wilson et al. in 2012 looked at the effects of concurrent training and they they compiled a meta-analysis just so you guys know in case you're not sure is a combination or compilation of several different research studies which are all looking at pretty much the exact same thing and kind of looking to see what all of those research studies say to kind of narrow it down to you know more pinpointed results so they looked at the effects of concurrent training and they found that if moderate intensity training is performed within a 72 hour of intense you know, resistance training, then myofibrillar protein synthesis is reduced. And, and that is the building of skeletal muscle and it could be inhibited. Another study, however, looked at strength training and aerobic training performed sequentially. So they looked at three different time frames. 
they looked at zero hours, six hours, and 24 hours to see where the best recovery was obtained for endurance training as well as for strength training. And there were reductions in adaptions for both of those, depending upon what time frame they were looking at. So the authors found that maximal strength, maximal voluntary muscle adaption, uh, and VO2 peak all increased more so when there was more recovery. So when they had six and 24 hours of recovery between those sessions, then the participants experienced adaptions a lot better. So the conclusion of that study was that the greater the rest period between those modality, modalities, you know, strength training and aerobic training or vice versa, then the better adaptions each participant experienced. So 24 hours was better than six, six was much better than one modality performed right after the other, you know, et cetera, you get the, you get the picture. So another thing to consider is the type of exercise. So we're looking at what kind of aerobic exercise we're doing. So if we're considering limiting any of the detrimental effects by aerobic training, then we also need to consider how low intensity, long duration type aerobic exercise versus maybe high intensity interval type training might affect our strength. So in that study that was looked at in terms of timeframes by Robin Atal in 2016, they also uh, looked at participants performing high intensity endurance exercise after strength training. So the aerobic exercise that they performed within that study was all high intensity. So here we can see that aerobic exercise after strength training uh, that is also high intensity can prevent reductions in skeletal muscle strength and size. Looking back at that meta-analysis, they showed that low to moderate intensity endurance aerobic activity can reduce strength adaptions. And other studies have shown that high intensity aerobic exercise can improve strength as well as aerobic adaptions. So again, we're looking at what our priority is. If our priority is strength, then the type of aerobic exercise that we're going to perform, at what time, how frequently, how are those going to be implemented within our strength training program, so we not only reduce any kind of negative effects that we could experience, but we actually improve upon our you know, capacity, like we talked about, how much volume we can handle. And if we're doing high intensity type aerobic exercise, we might also be improving the strength and size of our muscles. So although aerobic training and strength training may reduce training effects for each other, they also really improve adaptions. So the results are highly dependent upon all of these factors that we talked about in terms of frequency, duration, intensity. So looking back at everything that we've talked about, let's look at what are the big takeaways. So the big takeaway is aerobic training can improve strength training adaptions. It can improve our ability to recover and it can improve how much total volume that we can handle within our strength training. It also has a huge overall health and cognitive health function benefit. Despite its many benefits, the frequency, the training order, the type of aerobic exercise that we perform, 
should really be carefully considered and it should be planned strategically within our full program. Training order should be prioritized according to what our goal is. If strength is a priority, perform strength first and then aerobic training. And that recovery time between those modalities needs to be longer than one after the other. So we can reduce the negative effects that aerobic training, you know, give yourself more time between strength and aerobic training, so neither are affected, even when strength is performed first. And of course, the type of aerobic exercise should really have an intent. So high intensity intervals to correspond with that strength training, low intensity might be used, say, on that single day by itself if we want to uh, increase our recovery and build capacity. So this all means that there really needs to be careful consideration of program design. You know, I've talked about program design before and we've talked about different principles of overload and supercompensation and variation, volume, you know, all of that. And aerobic training within a concurrent training program also needs to be part of that careful consideration when we're talking about frequency of training, intensity, all that kind of stuff. You know, we want to ensure that we have positive adaptions and we also reduce the risk for overtraining. You know, we don't want to just add aerobic training for the sake of adding aerobic training and then we increase the amount of fatigue that we get, which limits our ability to supercompensate and go above and beyond our current baseline. Instead, we want to be strategic about how we implement it, where we implement it, in what way so that we can improve those adaptions much more and also, you know, improve our recovery. So just to say, don't do what I did beforehand. You know, when I talked about how I did two, two a days a week, I was training seven to nine times a week, doing all kinds of shit, just adding more and more stuff to my program. Don't do what I do. Learn from my example. You know, if you're not quite sure how to be able to implement that kind of stuff with, you know, within a concurrent training, or you just have general questions about really anything that has to do with your training and your program, please reach out. I'd love to be able to help you guys out. If you're looking for remote programming, I also do that. So feel free, ask questions. You know, I always say, if you have any questions, comments, snag remarks, I'm here to listen. So hope you guys got a lot out of that. And, uh, yeah, reach out if you have any questions. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye.